Well, hi there, everybody. Welcome to episode 151 of the Finger Guns podcast. My name is Roscoe. Hello. How are you? I hope you're well. Here's a big hug. Ah! Just in case you needed it, you awesome people. I'm joined, as ever, by Miles Thompson. Hello once again. Hello, bud. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Very good. It's been nice to have a long weekend and actually get time to do other things for a change rather than having to just focus on work. <laughs> yeah, I guess you've had a few days, uh, few days off. Yeah, we had Friday and today. So, oh yeah, my it's been, god! I know we've had a four-day weekend. It's been lovely. What have you done with your four-day weekend? What did we do? We went out on Saturday, had a couple of drinks, watched football, watched the Wolf of Wall Street. Cause I hadn't watched it before. Travesty. Um, and then yesterday we went to your family cat and then we went out had a few drinks in the pub and i got quite drunk and uh was already hung over by 11 o'clock at night which was great because then i slept off the hangover so it's ideal really oh these young people they're gonna sleep off their hangovers <laughs> it's the good life i tell you, when i on my 33rd birthday i got pretty wasted and i've been hung over before but i'm like yeah whatever i woke up i was dead like dead to the world like I, I I crashed. I walked to my mum's house. I was meant to be staying at Chris's. Walked all the way to my mum's house instead. Um, Chris had to find out where I was the next morning, and I was at mum's. Mum mum woke me up, and apparently I had like black like popped vessels in my eyes. I was that fucking hangover, um, and uh, yeah, it was it was vicious. But only, hey, enjoy only, it while you can just sleep it off. I think the only one that was ever that bad for me was when I came back from Vegas and I had to sleep for 14 to 16 hours just to make myself human again. And I think I'd been up for like 40 something hours on the plane over and then staying up for the day. And apparently I just was dead. Like I just didn't exist for about 14 (laughs) hours afterwards. (laughs) Nice. And of course, the one, the only, Kat. Hello. Hello, pal. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. I feel... Super rested, as Miles was saying. We've had four days off. It's been amazing. I kind of want every day off. I want every day to be a bank holiday. <laughs> Is that, Is that just a sudden, a sudden moment of realisation this weekend? No, about? it's been like literally my whole live stream. But <laughs> it's definitely come more to fruition this weekend. Sure. I'm starting to get that Sunday night feeling where it's like, oh, I'll mm. go to work tomorrow. But... I've had a lovely weekend and cool. I feel like I'll actually do a very good job at work tomorrow because I'm very refreshed mentally, you know, you just, sometimes you just need some time off, don't you, in a row mm. and you need plans. Like there were two days where we didn't touch the PS5, two. Wow. And do you know what? Normally at this point, I'd want to end my own life because I'd be like, well, what's the point in life? It's facts. Sure. I'd be like craving it. I'd be like scratching at it, like, you know, chewing at the bit to just grab my controller. But I went outside and stuff. And you can <laughs> see on the pod, like, how pale I am. So, how important that is for me sometimes mm. to just get some vitamin D, you know? Sure. Um, and it's been lovely weather. So, yeah, it's been wonderful. And I finally watched an iconic film that, you know, like when you, well, I don't know if you know, because you probably watch films, you know like not like a normal person but I have this habit of like knowing all famous scenes from really iconic films but not actually seeing the whole film all the way through so mm. I know all the memes and I know all the gifts and I know all the famous scenes and I can quote the film but then I have to admit that I've never seen it and then people are like <gasps> like what have you done what do you mean you've never seen it and I'm like yeah I'm such a fraud such a fake such a phony you're a phony this guy's a great big phony yeah. you're a phony <laughs> Yeah, so yeah. Uh, Wall Street's fantastic. I love I love Jonah Hill in that film. He's amazing. Yeah, 
yeah and leo does a, a phenomenal job as well he really embodies that mm. you know jordan that wolf of wall street guy um fucking benny hunter yeah. <laughs> never in a benny hunter again <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, how are you? How are you, Oscar? How was your weekend? Oh, then? well, thank you so much for asking. Um, some of us have been working this weekend. Um, 33 hours of the bank holiday weekend, which was which was a, a bit of a loss. Um, and it's all gone now. So that was a fun bank holiday weekend for me. But um, yeah, not bad. Um, I took my iPad and, uh, well, I will would, I would, I would discuss that very, very shortly. But uh, yeah, things are good. I miss Zoe. I haven't seen her in a week. But uh, other than that, I'm fine. Thanks for asking. I don't feel Aww. a crippling sense of loneliness whatsoever. So, yeah, but I'm good. like Love Actually says, love actually is all around us. Mm. Do you know what? This would have been perfect quote at Christmas. But, sure. uh, yeah. Aww. What's your opinion some- of Andrew Lincoln in that film? Because I, I, I have come up against people who don't okay. think that it's really creepy and perverted what he did. And I have to argue it. So I don't think it's creepy and perverted, but I do think that he definitely broke a giant bro code. Sure. <laughs> like, like, yep. like it wasn't perverted. You just, you were just a bit of a prick. <laughs> like, like, yeah, like you're the videographer and then you're just like filming her titties and her bum and went, no, he's not really, mm. he's not doing that. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's shady. But it's it's not perverted, like at least what I can remember. It's not perverted. It's just shady. You just broke a bro code. I find it very unsettling, it, and I is, can't yeah. enjoy that film anymore because someone pointed it out to me, and I was like, at first I was like, that's kind of a weird thing to do. Your best mate's like right upstairs, bro. Like, yeah. Doing. But then you watch it and watch it, and it's like, yeah, this is really odd. And he still he still gets off with her. He still managed to get something out of it. It's like you, you didn't, yeah. didn't deserve that. You did not deserve that, you bastard. It is strange because at first you think it's the most romantic thing in the world and then you mm. have to like remind yourself that they're best friends and like yeah. their whole like a really tight knit. Yeah, uh, my friend can't watch. We have, we have a joke about this every Christmas. So my th- my friend is devastated about the uh, with the part with Emma Thompson and not receiving yep. the necklace. She balls her heart out and she gets so irrationally angry and then she just cries. She's mm. just like... <laughs> And yeah, so um, so that's always a, a fun Christmas joke. Even if we haven't spoken all year, we all text each other and be like, "Saw Love Actually the other day. Did you cry?" <laughs> like, mm. um, but yeah, yeah, it's a it's a it's a it's a strange film that one. But I think it's one of the it's one of the best ones, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, I suppose it's not it's not horrible. I don't hate it anymore. But I think I've as I've got older, I've learned to uh, notice its flaws. Yes, and. Um, yeah, that whole Emma Thompson and Anna story is heartbreaking. That was sad, sad times. Sad the best times. thing in the film, without a shadow of a doubt. Is and Hugh Bill Grant Nine. dancing? Oh, no. No, no, I can't, I can't stand Hugh Grant. <laughs> he's, he, he's, oh, no, he's all right in that film, anyway. Anyway, this is not the Love Actually spoiler special. Um, we can do that one day, if you like. It should be, it should yeah, be yeah. in December. <laughs> yeah, all right, we'll do that at Christmas, okay? No, no, it should be a that. spoiler special, it'll just be a special. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but let's get to our game of the week. Uh, we'll go from the top. Mr. Mars Thompson, your game of the week. That's a pretty unfortunate one. I'm not going to lie. It's what we tried to play again this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, we, gave it a, we gave it a good old college try, didn't we? We gave it a real go for all of about 40 minutes of what we could stomach before it pissed us off again. So 
we went back to back for blood this week. Oh, I kind of missed an opportunity there. Um, to try out the new DLC. I can and cut it, it out. Do you want to try again? No, let's just leave it as it is. All right, then. All right, fine. <laughs> let's just go with it. <laughs> um, yeah, so we went back to back for blood. To I did it again. I did it again. Um, oh my god! I just I'm not out for this podcast life. Clearly, um, <laughs> you were given and you were given another chance and you turned it down. And then you fucked it up not again. Bad. I fucked it up again. That's just how I roll. And uh, yeah, we wanted to try out the new DLC, and we discovered that it's a weird DLC because it's integrated into the main campaign of Back for Blood. So you have to replay through all the same missions and sections and everything that you've done before in order to access it. And it seems like, because I've gone back and I've played it a bit more solo with bots to try to see how the DLC stuff actually works. And I think it's random, as in the tunnels will just randomly spawn on a mission if it gets generated to. So I just went through like four missions or something and didn't see a single one for all of those four missions. And obviously when we played, I think we came across maybe one or two in the space of maybe three missions maximum. So like your actual ability to access the content is instantly like limited. Um, There are two new characters to select from. They have their own little buffs, but it's nothing significant. Um, There's now like warped versions of every ridden special mutation. So they're just like a bit stronger. They've now got like spikes all over them instead um and they got like a couple of extra abilities kind of tacked on like so again there there are like changes there are technically new enemy types but there are extensions of enemy types that we already have in the game which were already ripped from left for dead so you're basically not getting much new um and the tunnels themselves the ones that the one or two that we played i got them again so i think it's not even tied to like a level or an act like the tunnels that you get again are random so you could get the same tunnel three times in a row i think based on how i've played because i got the same one again later down the campaign so i was like cool i've only actually gotten to see two of the apparent tunnels and they are literally just tunnels like there's nothing new to them it's got like that roguelike idea where you can get to like there's three skull totems you can collect if you get one of them you can then choose to either exit the tunnel or you can choose to carry on and it gets harder the further down you go and there are things called warp chests which give you apparently really good loot at the expense of debuffing the team but the loot i got from it was shit so i stopped using them <laughs> i literally pulled it out and it gave me two blue weapons and i had two purples and i was like what am i going to do with that um so yeah so far i'm not overly sold on it the fact that you have to just replay the same game again it's still fundamentally very flawed and the pacing and the balance is still all over the place but i will say this i played it with bots and they destroy everything now like absolutely mince everything in the game i played it on veteran with them and they just tore through the levels there was one point i was genuinely texting on my phone while the ai bots were clearing out a horde for me i didn't even move they just destroyed it um so it's much more playable in that way but it's still just if you're playing it as a team of four unless you take it really seriously and build your decks and do it all properly like it's just not that much fun a time we didn't find did we i guess so yeah it's i can't really say it's worth it so far i don't know how much the dlc is or if it i don't think it was free but you know i don't i can't really recommend it because it's just more of the same with a new bland location that sometimes appears and sometimes doesn't and that's kind of it really <laughs> i remember sitting down uh with you and got to play it and it's when when you said yeah we've got to play through the campaign to access the dlc what <laughs> Why again <laughs> yeah it's uh we were just... very fortunate we played the beta we played through the main campaign obviously when we had our codes um which we're very thankful for thank you wb games love you 
<laughs> but um, yeah, to play through it again didn't fill me with joy. No, really. Um, and so it's yeah, it's a very strange DLC. No, and even like I'm on. I've just finished Act Two today, and I'm gonna. I'm planning to do Act Three, so I can then see if any more come up again. And it's just like it's just a slog. It just mm. does, doesn't feel fun to play, really. Um, and like the, other than the one level, the bar the, is it the the bar blitz whatever level it's called. I got um, Black Betty came on again on the radio thing, and I was like, now I remember why this game was good for a moment. <laughs> this is awesome. Um, but the rest of it is just the same stuff. It just doesn't develop into anything new. So yeah, I still don't think it's particularly worth going back to at this point. Okay, there you go. So the Battlefield DLC is available now. Um, and uh, yeah, maybe skip it. Unless you really need some more Battlefield Blood in your life, even though it's exactly the same Battlefield Blood. And you got to find the DLC that you bought. It's weird. Anyway, <laughs> Kat, what is your game of the week? I'm hoping it's what I think it is. Uh, yes, it probably is. It is Lake. Yeah. Yeah. Lake. Yeah. Woo. Woo, 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 woo. Um. Yeah, uh, so my game of the week is Lake, and if you haven't heard of Lake, it is this beautiful, serene journey of a game that is just so chilling to play. <clears throat> Not chilling as in, like, ghostly, but just chill. I've recommended it to somebody already who has actually bookmarked it for when they finish their dissertation from university because they're like, that will be loads of stress and I'll need something to just just chill out with. And I think... That is exactly what this game is for, <laughs> is just to kind of just just pick it up. And, and essentially what it is, is, is he plays this lovely woman called Meredith who needs to go back to her, her, her kind of small hometown. Um, and her parents are away on holiday. And so she needs to not only look after the house, but she also needs to go and do her dad's job for two weeks while he's away. I guess I don't leave doesn't exist. I don't know. Maybe because it's such a small town, there's no one to replace him. Who knows? Anyway, she's doing this job. So she's gone from like a really big and it's set in the 80s. So, you know, computers are just coming in and she's just kind of... Um, break like having a breakthrough with her computer company but she's come back to kind of chill out and it's very clear that she is a city life busybody at work gal um with kind of she's left all her friends behind she's left her life behind she's left everything she doesn't really have time for anyone else but she has time for her job and that's about it until she comes home and she completely rekindles or looks to rekindle just village life really or like town life I guess you would call it and and yeah, it's just wonderful. So she, her dad is a postman and and that's that's the game. You either drop off a letter or you drop off a parcel and you knock on their door or you drop their parcel on their porch. I, I platinumed it in two days. I, I did all three endings because there's multiple nice. endings as well. Um, and yeah, and it's kind of got like that. If you cannot be bothered, not be bothered, that's the wrong word. But I think if you think that life is strange is a huge investment emotionally I would definitely recommend Lake as like a little starter because it still manages to engage emotion like straight away like there's this and I don't want to spoil too much but there's there's this little scene with with her old best friend and I remember thinking like ow (laughs) there was just a moment where I walked away from that and I was like I've been playing this game 10 minutes like I'm not really attached to anybody at this point but they, they managed to do something so lovely 
yeah it's just a great game it's it's very short it's only about six hours four six hours maybe in eight hours if you're really taking your time it's done over two week period you have a little calendar certain things that you can do and there's just there's just lovely characters around the streets and yeah it's probably a game I'll remember for a while and a game that I wish I I wish there was more of really because I think I can really imagine kind of jumping into it and jumping back out again okay it's not groundbreaking you know you're not gonna you're not gonna take out an AK-47 and start you know <laughs> battling zombies but that you know you don't need to in this game this game is is purely just really wonderful to play and it's just really really chill I oh, liked it a I'm lot I'm so glad I'm so glad um Lake was my game of the year last year uh, when it came out on Xbox and I just I fell in love with it completely um it's the most relaxing game yeah and it's, de- and it's designed that way you know it's designed to mellow you out my favorite part is the um the video store I love the video store yeah going in looking at all the um the copyright safe names of all the oh my god that that's, have in yeah I noticed that like all the little <laughs> things and they're like back to the present yeah <laughs> like, instead of back to the future I love it um yeah. yeah there's there's some really cool stuff in there um yeah, it's a really cool game. So my review, I've, I've started writing the review, but I'm not going to, it's not going to be a full review. It's just going to be like a little update because we didn't realise. And I think that's a huge compliment to the game, which is something I'm going to write about in my review, is that we didn't actually realise that Ross had reviewed it. And I think that that's, we'd completely forgotten. So I got the code thinking that I would review it. And then I was like, no, Ross, I'm absolutely certain that you've reviewed this. And then it was just kind of like checks site. Shit have. But I think that's such a compliment to the game because you didn't it didn't disrespect your time not only did it not disrespect your time but you you allowed it to flow in a way that didn't impact you to think I've got to break this down in my mind unbiasedly and subjectively you actually you you went with it and I think that when you enjoy a game so much it doesn't feel like you're looking at it from a a neutral perspective you can tell that it really took you as opposed to you breaking down the components of like this was rocky and this was that and that was this and for you to not remember that you did that I think is a huge compliment to the game yeah I mean I said it in my review I wouldn't get a code for it I saw the screenshot of it on Xbox Game Pass I was like all right I'll give that a go tonight and I beat it in one sitting I I just didn't put it down and I love it yeah it's great so much so that I've now got a signed copy of it in my collection yeah so yeah very happy um I'm so happy you liked it so much that's um that's awesome yeah yeah it was awesome so my review will mostly be on the stuff that that Ross has potentially pointed out because obviously like I think Ross your review is fantastic and it really describes the game really well um so my review is more just going to be a oh shucks (laughs) no yeah mine um yeah mine was I played it on an Xbox One can you imagine yeah um and so yeah the technical advancements hopefully will be a lot more interesting to 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 point out because it was a little rocky there was a little there there were a few issues technically but hopefully they've been lined out with the PS5 version. Yeah, well, yeah. we shall see. I didn't hear that witchcraft song like seven times in a row, so. You're dead, witchcraft, witchcraft. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, it bugged me so much by then. <laughs> but it's hard to complain. Did it make a joke for you? I know this is going off topic, and I guess like, there's no bargain. Really Did it make a joke for you in the game that they need to update it? No. It's in the script now. Like they joke, there's a conversation dialogue that they have where she's like, Oh, I love your radio. And he's like, Yeah, I really need to update the songs though. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, I wanted to no, check that's that. cool. Maybe there was, but I didn't I, yeah. I, I don't I don't remember hearing that. Cool. But, uh, okay. Yeah, good game. What is your game yeah. of the week, Roscoe? 
My game of the week is a game called Slipstream. It's a racer that's been out for a little while, but it's just hit consoles. Um, I reviewed the Steam version, and it's just uh, there's not a whole lot to talk about. My review is only like 600 words long, but um, it's just a nice little love letter to Outrun. It's got that 80s pastiche style. It's you know the the car moves like this rather than you know nice and flowy. It's just left and right. Um, it's all about drifting. It's all about time trials, and it just looks amazing. If you remember like the style of Outrun, it's got that kind of visual style, but it's really been brought into like the modern the modern pixelated look, and it's uh, it's terrific. It's well worth a go. I am um, I highly recommend it uh, to anyone that fancies reliving. Um, the old school racing days, which uh, there's not many like them anymore. And Slipstream really captured the essence of that. And so, yeah, I recommend Slipstream. I've also got my, uh, I bought myself an iPad this week. And I, um, well, this week, I say it's been, it's been a while, but I've uh, only really been kind of jumping into it this week. And I subscribed to Apple Arcade. So I got three months free. And Apple Arcade is shit. Good God. Like I wasn't, <laughs> I wasn't ready for it. I was like, Apple Arcade, Apple made a massive deal out of this, and there's just nothing on it. There's nothing on it. I mean, it's got Hello Games, you know, little iPad game that they made, uh, which I can't remember the name of. Uh, but it's, um, hang on, where is it? I mean, I've been playing like Sonic Dash, and it's like I played that on my on my Android like five years ago. It's like, what the hell is this? Um, it's very strange. So it's I've got a, f- a free trial right now for for a few months, but it's just like nah, I don't think it's worth it. The last campfire, yes, that's it. I am going to jump onto that soon uh, because that's yeah, it's Hello Games. So it's got to be worth playing. But as a selection, as a complete subscription, nah, not feeling it. Sorry, not good enough. Apple, not good enough at all. Um, have you guys got iOS devices? I've got an Android. Even- I've, I'm yeah. iOS. Have you ever had the inclination to sign up to Apple Arcade? Uh, no. Um, no. Mainly because I think it's it's full of Clash of Clans and it's full of Fortnite Mobile or it's full of COD Mobile or it's full of... I quite like the odd... Like, every so often I'll go I'll go onto the App Store and download, like, a, an addictive... If I, if I have, like, a, a sleep problem, I will... <laughs> I would I do most of the time but like I will find a game that will just hook me and it's normally some sort of management game so it'll be like mm-hmm. a restaurant manager or it'll be like a does anything like that or I'll go through um what was that one that was like I think it was called square that got me for a good few years <laughs> dots no it's just called dots was it just called oh, I don't know. anyway someone's probably screaming at the flappy bird <laughs> it was a flappy bird <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so no, it's never really caught me. I, I, because my screen isn't the biggest screen in the world, like I've got, mm. you know, it's going to hurt my neck. It's just, yeah, I'm going to have a switch problem all over again, but just on a tiny screen. So Yeah, it's um, it's just kind of disappointing, really. Uh, it's like Solitaire and Construction Simulator and Disney Melee Mania. And it's like, it's like, that's not good, Apple. No, not impressed with this at all. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not going to carry on the subscription when the free trial is over, Apple, I'm afraid. God damn it. But uh, yeah, that's what I've been playing this week. All right, then. Here we go. It is quiz time. I've got to do better than, next, than last week. My God. <laughs> I didn't even lose last week. <laughs> I know. That's how bad I did last week. That's how bad it is. Yeah. Admittedly, I only got one point 
but you know, indeed, I'll Kat, take it. Are you ready? Always ready. I'm always ready. I'm always ready. So, as you guys know, I always like a theme or like some sort of subject to do with my quiz, and this time it is location or world names. Um, so I will say the name of the location, city, or the world, and you're going to tell me the game. Or maybe you're not, because you might not know the answer. Likely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And for anybody at home who has never played this, um, you, you're not playing, so it doesn't matter. No, I'm kidding. Um, you can play along <laughs> to at home, but you just won't be live. So the fastest finger first is that these guys are going to have buzzers. Um, and then whoever buzzes in first, uh, they get to answer. If they get it wrong, they are going to be frozen out. It gives it to the other person um, to be able to answer. If they both get it wrong, I might try and give them a hint because I'm nice, but maybe we'll just move on to the next one. We shall see. Uh, there are 10 questions all in all. Are we ready to hear the buzzers? Sure. Yes. Yeah, Ross, hit me with your Amy orgasm. <laughs> Out of context, that it. sounds weird, doesn't it? Yeah. Hey guys, what's up? Oh, that's Aww. cute. It's going to be a variation of Sonic things, I imagine. Okay, just any Sonic. It's just going to be any Sonic that he can. Whichever one, yeah, whichever one's closest <laughs> at the time. Uh, Miles. Jill. Okay, just a buzzer saying another name. That's going to be. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> nice and easy. Okay, all right then. Um, also, as well, if I like mispronounce any of these names, I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm That's just promising. From so there we go. I'm also from Somerset. What are you trying to say? Well, you're not going to be reading out the names. <laughs> you're going to be reading out the game, and some of these might be pronounced differently. Okay. I don't know. So I'm just going to say right. how I see it. Well, this is yes. very intriguing. Yeah, don't worry. They're not like in French or anything. I'd butcher that to death. Are we ready? Yeah, sure. let's go. Sure. So, question one Hyrule. Oh, uh, uh, Amy. Miles. The Legend of Zelda. Fuck! What? Which one? Ocarina of Time. Well done. You nearly didn't get that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, so. I, you I was, were so. I was, cl- you guys were so. So close, much earlier uh... than Miles. Then that was that was outrageous. <laughs> okay. Some <laughs> real favoritism going on here. I'm not. Happy with it. <laughs> There's no. One. Mine was definitely first. Yeah. Um. Uh, question two. 1947, Los Angeles. Uh, uh, Amy Miles. Oh, I feel like I'm gonna go this. Do you have thought of I City? No, but That's the 80s, no dude. I have no idea. Good shout. Like 50 oh years no, out. I do know this. <laughs> Good Shit. shout, but 50 years out. <laughs> Miles, uh, not Miles. Ross, you also buzzed. Fall out. No. No. I don't know what it is. Oh well, you should have said that, shouldn't you? And you. It's LA Noir, isn't it? Is Eleanor? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Point goes to nobody. Oh damn it! Sods. Uh Question three: uh, Pandora. Uh, uh, Amy Ross. Waterlands. Yes. Oh. I was thinking of Avatar. <laughs> uh, quiz question number four. That is um, why you fail. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, Raccoon City and Beyond. Uh, uh, Amy. That's so hard. Um, <laughs> I will go with Ross because I do think I heard his first. Um, that is the Resident Evil. Yes. Franchise. Yes. Hard times. Yes. 
number five, Albion. Oh, fuck. The world called Albion. I don't even know if it's a world. I think it's this location. I think it might be a world. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross? Fable? Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, You man. are correct. I knew, I knew it from somewhere, well done, I never would have got it, you know. Oh. Okay, this is the one that I think I'm going to... I'm going to... I'm going to butcher. It's, it's number six. Land of Eco? Ico? Yeah. Miles. Shadow of the Colossus? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, okay. I don't know if that's Ico or Eco, and I'm assuming uh, it might be Ico. It's Ico, I think. Okay. I've not played it, but I do have it. Story of my life with these Amazing games. Amazing. Literally wearing a jumper for it. That's gay. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, that's helpful. <laughs> <laughs> that's hurtful, man. <laughs> it would have been really, really, uh, really funny if you'd have got that wrong then, really. Um, question cool. seven uh, Lord Ren or Lord Ram? I'm assuming it's Lord Ren. Oh, no. Uh, uh, Amy. Ross. Candy Crush Saga. <laughs> no. No. I was so sure. You were so close, Ross. So close. You were so close. I have no idea. Yeah, that level 99, Lord Run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it really takes a turn. Yeah, really it really does. Really takes, really takes a turn. Miles, <laughs> do you know what turn it takes? I'm going to hate myself for not getting this, but I can't think of what it is. You are going to hate yourself for not getting I'm gonna this. I'm going to absolutely hate myself for not getting this. You are, yeah. Are you going to give it a guess? Gonna, yeah, I'm just trying to... I, I can picture it. I just can't figure out... You obviously can't picture it clear enough. It's all right, we've got all night, apparently. Yeah. Oh, Five. Just go. Four. Just go. Should I give you a hint? Should I do sure, a hint? sure. One of the... The places in this place is called Blight Town. I can't. Come on, Miles. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> so some people would say that it takes a dark turn because it takes a Dark Souls turn. Uh, I actually fucking hate myself. I fucking hate myself. <laughs> Miles, I don't know how you didn't get that. You're I was picturing. On. You're I was constantly picturing it. bullying this quiz to be like, don't put a Sonic answer in because Ross will get it right and then he wins the quiz. And so what do I do? I'm like, do you know what games Miles plays? Yeah, he plays Dark Souls. I hope you feel okay, very okay. disappointed in yourself. Oh, don't worry, I do. No I way. Do. So, no question... way. <laughs> even Sonic's like, what the fuck, man? Yeah. Uh, question eight: Thedas. 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 Yeah, T H E D A S. Thedas. Thedas. The dust. The das. <laughs> Who knows? The das. The das. Where are, where are you going tonight, guys? Oh, we're going to the das. You know. <laughs> you know where that is. Um, I think I'm going to need a hint on this one. Um, it's cool because that's like the only one I don't have a hint for. Awesome. <laughs> Let me just quickly Google a hint <laughs> because I have not played this game. But uh, it is again a game I have, but I just haven't played because it's quite a lot of time. I'll just um, uh, quickly Michael Google this one. <laughs> no, don't do that. Um, there's a fucking lot of them. There is a lot of of these games. 
Uh, Miles? Final Fantasy. No. You are... Uh, uh, Amy! Ross. Pokemon. Did you say Pokemon? <laughs> yeah, I said Pokemon. Because there's a lot of them. And Pikachu loves going to the DAS. There are Pikachu loves the DAS. There are a lot of Pokemon. That's where he first fucked Eevee in the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. Um, The the game was Dragon Age. Oh. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I never played it. Oh, that was Pokemon. Johto or anything like that. Um. Okay, question nine. Terrazol strips at the DAS every Thursday night. <laughs> uh, and Amy orgasms every Sunday. Just gets worse. Yeah, oh, I didn't even know there was another one. Oh, oh my uh, god, yeah. Special features, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> question nine The Mushroom Kingdom. Mario. Malio, yes, the Malio franchise. And last but never least, the continent. Fuck, fuck, fuck. It, that's not the game. No. <laughs> it's not fuck, fuck, fuck. No, I don't oh. accept that as your entry, don't worry. He didn't buzz anyway. So no, he didn't buzz anyway. The continent, I know this. You do, you both know this. I know this. You both know this. Oh, What are you doing? Uh, <laughs> oh, what, 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 what am I doing? I'm very openly Googling, evidently, because I forgot that we're recording. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? Would you like a hint? Yeah. Oh, I simply, I simply can't find <laughs> the Google my page. buzzer anymore. Why <laughs> have my buzzer? My buzzer's gone so far. That's so weird. So there is a hint, and the hint is, is the game is technically being spoken about tonight in our news round. Uh, uh, Amy! Ross. Okay, I've got a choice of like four games here, so I'm going to go pick one at random. Okay. The Witcher. Yeah! Yes! <laughs> Roscoe, you have won the quiz this week. My what a lad, surprise. My lad. <laughs> that wasn't yeah! a fun question. You won. Well done. Well done for retaking the crown. Of course, our Chris Scullion had it last week. Ross, you've got it back. How does it feel? How does it He's feel? Stunned. He's stunned. For words. Uh, He's stunned for words. Uh, Amy. <laughs> That's how it feels. That's how it feels. <laughs> Miles, you've got two right, but oh, Ross, well you won with a whopping five. Five. If, if, I don't know, if Greg was on that quiz, he would have wiped the floor with us. Oh, yeah. He'd have like 10 out of 10 that. Yeah, well, he's not. So he's not. So screw that guy. (laughs) I reckon Sean would have given this a good crack as well. You know. Mm, Yeah, me too. He'd have probably known everyone. Yeah, well, he's not here either, does he? (laughs) Toby, he'd have done that one. No, I'm kidding. Love you, Tobes. Bye bye. (laughs) I still. Well done, it. guys. Well done, guys. Was that a fun quiz? Did we love that quiz? We love that. That was that that was good. Well played. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. So there you go. Thank you, cats. You're welcome. All right, let's get into some news. And um, yeah, it's not a huge amount, uh, but I did find a, a few little things. Uh, thanks to Sean, who actually helped me out big time this week on news because I got a bit lost. Um, PlayStation Plus 
was devastating for Oddworld Soulstorm sales. So, oh God, that was a mouthful. Let me try that again. PlayStation Plus was devastating for Oddworld Soulstorm sales. There you go. Claims creator. I'm going to read from VGC because that's all I ever read from nowadays. Jordan Midler writes, Lorne Lanning, the creator of the Oddworld series, has claimed that including his most recent game, Oddworld Soulstorm, in PS Plus as a bundled monthly game was devastating for the game's sales. Speaking on the Xbox Expansion Pass podcast this week, the veteran developer claimed that despite his studio Oddworld inhabitants expecting around 50 to 100,000 copies of Oddworld Soulstorm to be claimed during the time of the PS Plus game, it was downloaded over 4 million times. Lanning believes the studio thus missed out on profits due to the unexpected popularity of the title on Sony's subscription service eating into potential sales. PS Plus typically delivers its, its subscribers four PS4 and PS5 games each month as part of its subscription price. And Lorne Lanning says, it's kind of a double-edged sword. I'll give you an example around Soulstorm, Lanning said when asked about PS Plus. We were hitting a number of legacy technical debt issues and talent issues. The game industry is emerging fast. Huge companies are paying fortunes. The most we could sell is less than the money we're getting. We might sell 50,000 units at launch, maybe 100,000 units. It was pretty small numbers because there wasn't going to be a lot of PS5s. Because it slipped to April, we had the highest download game on PS5, and it was, I think, approaching close to 4 million units or something like that for free because they were all subscriptions. So for us, it was devastating. Now, this is interesting because we've talked about the values of subscriptions and Game Pass, etc. for a while now. Um, but this is kind of the first time that we've heard a developer go, you know what? It was actually probably not a good idea to put it on uh, PS Plus, um, even though it did reach, you know, 4 million odd people. Of course, they all got it for free. Um, what isn't disclosed is how much Sony paid for that. We won't know about that. That is obviously a, an important part, but it looks like Lawn Landing feels like you would have made more without it. Um, Kat, what do you reckon for this? Um, so I think he's talking a bit of shit to be honest with you there's a couple of things that this brings up for me and the fact that first i don't buy it <laughs> fuck I you on landing you asshole fucking, you're wrong sorry sorry dude <laughs> like i for one i love odd world i haven't bought this game but but i don't need to i i game share with miles so it's it's on the list but i just don't buy that it devastated yourselves and the reason for that is is because the time that that came out the ps5 was incredibly and I, I get that it's it's done four million so of course like i guess you know shut me the fuck up but it feels like it was too early to say that like in in ps5 land because i consider myself getting a ps5 pretty early in the mix um because they were so difficult to get hold of people setting alarms in the middle of the night they were tough to get hold of and i missed out on that ps plus um monthly thing i know miles didn't because he had the pre-order from amazon but it was like the second month i think but also as well like you were just saying this kind of massively shits on any subscription service and says oh if we believe the game will do really really well we're not gonna we're not gonna bother and it's like oh i'm so sorry that your game is so good that you felt like giving out for free and also i just yeah i just think that's a really strange thing to say i, I get it but that is the price that you pay. That is the, the risk you take. But then you've got games like, you know, like we said, we've talked about it before, the pros and cons of subscription services. But it does kind of dunk on subscription services as a whole as if they're trying to take liberties out of the consumer and say, well, we're obviously not going to do it if we feel like we can make more money. And it's like, yes, at the end of the day, the, the games industry is a business through and through. But should you not be happy that that, 
your front like the the, the pros of it being on ps plus i.e the the audience it reaches the fact that it's, it's free and it's not free you know people are still paying for subscription yes like they said you know we don't know how much money he paid for that he could have made a loss overall but but i think to come out and say that but then be like oh but four million people downloaded it for free i think like that's just such a like a kid at christmas being like oh i didn't want the blackboard i wanted the whiteboard like ah, oh, what do you mean i only got 10 pens oh, i could have got 20 pens if it wasn't christmas and it was my birthday shut up like but also as well i think that maybe he's maybe ignorant to the, the fact that how does he know that how does i mean everybody should be very confident about the game and the art that they put into it i think odd world is a fantastic franchise i loved it as a kid it scared the shit out of me but i was a kid i love it but think of all the people that that obviously haven't ever heard of odd world odd world is an old franchise it's an old so it's nothing new it was a new it was a new game in the in the franchise but it's, it's nothing new as in terms of like you know people would have heard of it and i think that like that's probably people's first times playing it. So you don't know and you cannot calculate the opportunity that has brung you in the future. So regardless of how much you didn't make now, how dare you try and say, well, oh, this is a big fuck you to me because uh, I could have made more money. Well, then fuck off then. Go and make more money then. Don't put it on a streaming service. Don't have people like view your art and your game for free. If that's what you want, fine. Let people buy it now instead because I'd love to see him not put the next odd world onto say a streaming service and it not sell at all because that, like because I'm, I'm petty no i'm kidding i'm not petty i hope it doesn't do that but i i think equally like i don't know that kind of riles me a little bit as a consumer from a subscription service like oh did you just not think that your game was going to do that well so you thought oh cash in with the subscription service i don't know I, it rubs me up the wrong way a little bit i don't know i guess it's like you've got risks and you've got advantages but i feel like he's looked at all the I think devastating is a very strong word to use when it could have had, do you know what I mean? Like when you're saying that you feel like you could have made more profit, like, I don't know. I just, could you have, how'd you know that? Why did you mm. do it? If you thought that, like, I just, yeah. And then there's the whole dunking on subscription services. If you really did think that, um, yeah, and it shows the mentality and the mindset of maybe game creators for the future. When we think about what subscription services would look like in the future, are people going to be weighing up? Mm, is this is this is this game amazing? And there's no point in me putting it on a subscription service because I'll be a millionaire tomorrow. Do you know what I mean? Like, I just think that's just a weird thing to say, bro. That's it's like a whole year later. I don't know. I don't know. That's that's my kind of initial feelings to it. And maybe you or Miles will bring something to the table, and I think, yep, should calm down what a bitch i was about that well, but no, I, just... I mean what's interesting about it is i remember when it was announced that odd world was going to go straight to ps plus and sean and i were like really that seems like an odd choice because that is as you said an established franchise yeah and that is a game that people were looking forward to and it's going to be free it's like that is that's odd and yeah if it didn't go on PS Plus, would it have had 4 million people playing it in that first month? You know, the answer is probably no. Yeah, exactly. And you've got to weigh that up. Yeah. Sony must have paid a particular sum in order to get it on the service for the first month. A sum that Oddworld inhabitants must have been satisfied and happy with in order for that to even happen in the first place. Mm. 
And like Lord Manning, you weren't going to get four million sales in one month on that game. Exactly. Exactly. And I remember getting, um, I remember getting the PS5 like a week after the month after that. And I think, fuck, I remember saying, fuck, I just missed downloading Old World. Have I bought it since? No. Like, mm. but like, there's just something about like when a game like that. But I think it's really strange to, to, to have the, I don't know, to have the thought process of putting it on the subscription service, being like, yeah, yeah, that's what I'll do. And then coming back a year later and being like, actually, that was a really bad idea because we're way more, being way more dollar dollar. Because like you said, I don't know if that would have happened. Mm. Um, you start to wonder if it's, because it wasn't critically loved, Soulstorm. No. You know, it, it didn't live up to Abe's Odyssey in any way. Um, and yeah, the critics weren't a huge fan of it. So it probably wasn't really going to, you know, well, anyway, maybe someone there went, you know what? This isn't going to be Abe's Odyssey. Maybe if we get an audience for it, we can get at least guarantee people playing it on PS Plus. Yeah. I think that must have been the mindset. I don't know if the confidence in the game has waned or something. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, look at PS Plus, like day one PS Plus. There's not many of them, really. But look at Fall Guys. Look well, I was just about to say, Rocket like, League, you know? yeah, like there, there is potential to absolutely fly a game into the air with PS mm. Plus. And I think if they were to suddenly, if Fall Guys were about to turn around and say, oh, well, we're really annoyed that we put it on PS Plus or anything like that. I'd be like, how fucking dare you? Because you would not yeah. have gotten, like, because they wouldn't have gotten those. They just wouldn't have because, no. you know, it's a new IP. Nobody knew what it was about. They might have done successfully, but they wouldn't have done as well because of the advantages of it being on PS Plus. And I think that that part, like, Lord Lanning, you know, has, I guess, not not minimised it, but just, I, I don't know whether he's got, like, horse blinkers on to so the, the advantages he probably saw of putting that on or the potential that it could have done to the game maybe someone did turn around and say listen like uh, this has been a long time since any of the games you know this is you know uh, an established whatever you know only the people who love apes Od- um, apes oh, apes odd world that's a sentence you know apes odyssey <laughs> yeah yeah but only people who love odd world are probably going to buy it so this way you mm. get a- this advantage that advantage and that advantage and i think he is misinterpreting that four million downloads would have equaled four million copies in sales in hard cash and we know that's not the the case and as a subscriber to ps plus i download the games even if i know that i'm not interested in them because i know that one day i might look at my library and i think i really fancy a shooter or i really fancy a a a sports game you know something Mm. oh i really fancy just a random a random game i've never heard of before I think that's what he's doing. I think he's thinking, oh, I could have had all of that in money, but that wouldn't have been the case because there are people who just download for later or they download because they've heard of it or they download because they might like it. Yeah. At the end of the day, they're still paying for the game. Yes, it's mm. it's free, but, you know, so why would... Yeah. I just think it's a really strange... I don't buy it, and I think devastating is a pretty, like, fuck you word to, to maybe everybody who maybe has played it and enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> it's in my library. I haven't played it yet. Um, to well, speak it's not to in my library because I missed it by a week. But yeah, absolutely. Um, so there you go. So would you have bought it otherwise? No. There I'm, you go, Lord Lanning. Not fast, uh, but I saw it for free. I was like, okay, I'll give it a download because that's what you do when you have PS Plus. Yeah, Lord Lanning, douchebag. Anyway, uh, Miles, what do you reckon? <laughs> yeah, no, I'm of a very similar opinion. Um, I think you kind of touched on it just before, Cap, but the idea of the four million, I think, has been. 
you know, sometimes developers, I think quite understandably can see that, you know, could we have had that success outside of the subscription service? And if so, think of all that money we've lost. But the truth is that that 4 million, it just wouldn't have sold. I don't even think it would have sold 1 million copies, never mind four. Um, you know, me and you, Ross, are prime examples of it. I've got it in my library. I have no intention of ever actually even playing it. I just took it because I thought, well, maybe one day I'll like to play a game like that. But, you know, it's it's a niche kind of game. You know, as much as it's a popular franchise from years gone by, that was back when those kind of games were more popular. And it's a very different market, a different audience and a different expectation of what people want from games now. And I don't think that it's going to be nearly as popular in the modern age as it would have been back at its, you know, in its heyday and its peak. And yeah, I just, I don't know, I kind of just read it and I thought, you know, like, like you said again, Kat, you know, the future potential of raking in potentially all those people who will have tried it on a whim from having PS Plus is, you know, you can't, it might not lead to money value now, but it leads to when your next project is announced or when you next bring it up, you know, you've reignited interest and engagement with that series that's been dormant for quite a long time. And you can't underestimate how valuable that might be for your next outing. Um, so I do think it's kind of a, a slightly short-sighted maybe perspective on it to just be like, oh, if we'd have released the game, it would have sold really well and we'd have made more money. It's all good saying that in theory, but I genuinely don't think it would have. I don't think a game like Oddworld sells that one in today's market, never mind the fact that PS5s were now non-existent, never mind the fact that most people wouldn't bother to spend you know near to full price for a game that's you know, unless they're really into that kind of genre of game. It's not one of those that you pick up and you look at the box and you think, oh, I'll give that a go because it looks cool from the box. You know, it's one of those that only people who are invested in that kind of game will go out and buy that kind of game. So, yeah, but I think it just raises that issue of like the day ones on subscription services and like who's getting more benefit out of that. Obviously on Microsoft side, they can pay developers and publishers and whatever, huge amounts of money. It's no, you know, skin off their back. But Sony can't afford to do that. So, I imagine what's kind of happened is Sony set this up so they'd have a first party title. They could release it out on PS5 and go, there you go. There's a free game on us. You know, have that. And maybe that figure was just quite a low one. And the developers are just feeling a bit shortchanged, a bit cheesed off with that, which I guess can happen. You know, it's you either go for the short term, potentially lower figure, but knowing that you've got that stable set amount of money mm. or you release it to the public and then you gamble on whether you're going to have a massive hit like Fall Guys or whether you just end up having nothing. And yeah, I think they obviously took the safe bet and now they're regretting that. But I think actually the safe bet was still the right decision with this one. For sure. I think something else to you know consider is the PS Plus money probably helped their development as well. Definitely. Um, there's every chance that Sony's investment in that probably pushed them over the line. And Guaranteed funding, isn't it? Yeah, exactly that. And that's probably what they needed that, at, at that time. Mm. Um, so for them to go... Oh well, it was just a it was just a big mistake. It's like it wasn't, man. You got your game out. Yeah. You, know? you got your game out regardless of whether or not it sold or if it didn't. Your game will completed because of Sony. And yeah. that's yeah, that's something that's seems to have been a little bit misguided in this story. It's very interesting. Yeah. Goddamn gritty developers. Not everyone's a fool, guys, unfortunately. They're the anomaly. No, and they never ever will be. No, <laughs> four guys is um, one of those one in a million shots. Yeah, now that Mediatonic is owned by Epic Games, you know, they're going to be okay for the rest of time, one would imagine. All uh, right, then let's get into The Witcher. Going to toss a coin to this one. Say, so CD Project says The Witcher 3's new gen upgrade isn't in development hell. This is written by Chris Scullion, VGC. We heard of this guy. I think I've heard of this guy. 
Is that his interview? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was on last week's podcast. I can't remember. Um, it was so long ago. But he writes, I'm not going to do it in his accent um, because that would be really offensive to Chris. Um, but I should say, how soothing is his voice? How calming yeah, is Chris's sure. voice? It's so, yeah. It makes you feel at ease. He does. <laughs> He's so relaxed. It's like, hey guys, how you doing? You're like, it's like, oh man, you're so cool. Anyway, uh, CD Projekt has stressed that development of the upcoming new gen upgrade for The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt isn't struggling as badly as some media reports claim. The publisher stated on Wednesday that the new gen versions have been delayed again and the development have been brought in-house to complete the project. However, in an investor's call made on Thursday, Senior Vice President of Business Development, Mikhail Nowakowski, I apologize for that, sir, stressed that the game wasn't in development hell. I've been looking at the headlines that popped up here and there over the internet, and I've seen one that really drew my attention, which is The Witcher 3 Next Gen Delay indefinitely, which sounds like the game is in some sort of development hell. I want to state that this is not the fact. There's been a lot of insinuations that we're going to launch like June next year or something like that. That's completely not the case. Everything we're saying is we have taken the development of the game in-house. This game is going to be finished in-house. We are evaluating our time that requires a bit of investigation. That's all we're saying. Nobody's saying the game is delayed with monumental time gaps ahead of us. That's as much as I can say about The Witcher Next Gen, but I really want to emphasize that fact. Miles! CD Projekt Red. What the hell's going on? <laughs> Don't I mean? Let's be honest. None of us buy a word of this, do we? Like, you know, I I find it weird that they still haven't really quite. I the way I see it is that why would you be bringing a project in house if you're perfectly happy with its progress and its development that was being done before? You know, you only bring it in house and you dedicate your manpower and resources to it if it's clearly the behind schedule or needs the additional attention and focus or whatever. We saw what happened when Rockstar did it out out of house development for the the remaster trilogy it was a shit show like so clearly they've seen it and they've gone we can't be doing this again because if this goes out to the public as it is or if we miss deadlines and it gets delayed you know we're screwed so we've got to you know firefight this early and get it on under control so part of me is like maybe they've learned some lessons maybe they're bringing it in-house to sort it so that they can get it done and release an actual polished version of a game because they know they need to and a part of me is also a bit like the statement kind of rings a little bit of trying to get ahead of the inevitable criticism that they're going to get. And I just think when Cyberpunk was so bad when it released, I thought, just clear the decks of anything else, fix the game, finish it, move on, you know, then go on to something else. And they announced, obviously, the upgraded versions for The Witcher and for Cyberpunk. You know, they've done that recent teaser for the new Witcher that they're going to start working on. I just keep thinking to myself, like, just stop, just <laughs> clear your decks and get a clean slate and start afresh. Like, you can't keep taking on more and more projects and splitting your workforce and stuff and then expecting that every product's going to be good. You know, you've got to dedicate the time and the effort. But I think it's probably either an investor thing or a funding thing that they need, you know, those projects to keep share prices high, keep investors happy and to keep, you know, people engaged that there's more things coming. I, I think it will be slightly delayed, this upgrade. Like I said, I don't think, I think once they get it in-house and they see whatever it is they're expecting to see, they might think we need more time to fix all of this. But you'd hope that with what they're doing, it shouldn't be too much of a long-term fix. So again, it's kind of that, I don't know, with CDPR, I'm just a bit sceptical of everything they're doing at the moment. And again, I'm just going to, we're going to have to wait and see when they announce it's going to be released for and if it is going to be delayed or pushed back or whatnot. because yeah. I know that you were a big fan of The Witcher 3. Oh, I loved it. And it's one of my favourite games ever. That, that, that's why you were so hyped about Cyberpunk. Yeah. And that and that, and that and that broke your heart. It did. Where are Truly. you with The Witcher 3 next gen? Are you 
going to jump in again? Do you think? I would like are you, to. Are you, are you excited to, to play it in a in, in new shininess? I actually would because I played, I think the main campaign took me about 80, 80 something hours all said and done. I think I finished it on. And then I played the Hearts of Stone expansion, which I really enjoyed. And I bought Blood and Wine as well because I was like, I love it. I'll play more of it. I just never quite got around to playing that. But I would love to just be able to dive back in. It's like I find that world and it's set up and just everything about it is so incredibly well done but i also played it about a year or two after it initially launched so i got it when all the bugs and issues were ironed out so i didn't have as much of a technical issue with it as other people did at launch um but yeah for me it's one of the few next gen upgrades i genuinely am excited to to go in for so a part of me is like okay if you need to delay it just do it like don't release another shit game because if you do and i I get it and then I get pissed off again like I'm out like I'm you know the next witcher I'm just going to wait three years until you fix it before I'll actually even buy it um so yeah I want them to take the time with it I want it to be good and you know I hope they do it justice because it is the one that really made them what they are today you know you yeah. can't get away from the fact that the first two witcher games were good but the witcher three blew them out of the stratosphere and without it you know and if they don't give respect to that then there's something very wrong with that company yeah, well, I think we know we know something very wrong with the company. That's for damn sure. <laughs> yeah, that's without a doubt. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've got a lot going on, haven't they? And they haven't even fixed Cyberpunk yet properly. No, I love that they, they said this week Cyberpunk's now at a, at a, we're we're happy with where it is right now. <laughs> it's like it's still broken, man. <laughs> what are you doing? It's just spaghetti code. They're never going to be able to fix it properly without no. having to rebuild the, the entire game. I think. Yeah, I still argue that it was. I still argue it was too ambitious. I still think that the game is not. It's impossible for what it's trying to be. Yeah, I agree. And we're not there yet, and I still think the systems that we have, even PCs, they're like we're not, we're not ready yet for Cyberpunk. Wasn't prepared. <laughs> give it another, give it another ten years, and we'll be ready for Cyberpunk. It's like the crisis of its generation, and it's not as fondly remembered. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It really is. Um, Kat, where are you on the? Um, I know it, The Witcher is a game that you want to play, you want to get into, but you just need the time and the yeah, and, and the want to do it. Really interestingly, we were having this conversation. I was having this conversation with Miles. When was it, Miles? Like last week? I think two weeks ago. Yeah, like last week, it. two weeks ago. Well, this was the reason why. So we were on the pod maybe like two, three weeks ago, and I was looking up the kind of like what's out this year because I was thinking to myself like, okay, have I got a chunk of time? Because I think I have. Like until anything like absolutely massive is on the horizon. Because uh, there were a couple of articles kind of swimming around being like, is the game, is the gaming industry done for 2022 kind of thing? And they were like, oh, with Elden Ring out, you know, with, you know, do, do the rest of the game stand up to February's kind of lineup? And I remember thinking to myself, like, I wonder what is out in the next couple of months, you know? And I looked and it did say it was supposed to be something like the second quarter of this year, wasn't it? It's so like June, July time, I think, was, was originally going to be... The, the release of the next gen witcher and i thought to myself do you know what i could just wait until then i could just wait till then until the next gen I've got a ps5 what better time to actually give it a go when it's in this next gen shininess and then i had the conversation with miles and i thought i'm gonna download it i'm gonna i'm gonna do it but then i said oh should i wait until the next gen because next gen's due out in june and he's like nah fuck it you know let's just just have two months on it he was like i played it on ps4 and i, and I thought it was amazing so just you know, you're not going to notice too much of a difference because you know what you're expecting, uh, which is fair cop, really. Um, so I've downloaded it. It is on my homepage. 
and then I just I just you know like when you quietly scoff at something that comes out and it's just so funny that it's like CD project again <laughs> it's just so boring like and the thing is as well like this is CD project trying to be like no 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 it's not it's not as broken as, as we yes it is Yes, yes, it is. It's fucked. Someone has, you have outsourced it. They've come back to you and they've said, we can't do the thing that you wanted us to do because it looks this bad. So CD Projekt Red have had to take it back. They've had to rein it in and go, hmm, yeah, that's fucked. That looks awful. Yeah, like there's something not right here. And they've had to delay it again. Is it delayed to the, so it's delayed to the second quarter? It was supposed to be out, what, last year? Then it was supposed to be last year, then June. Now it's delayed again. Yeah, so, now, it's, now it's like, yeah, and whatever, so, guys. And what's really <laughs> funny is that they've tried to, I think this is like classic CD Projekt Red, in trying to, to, to light, not light the fire, in trying to extinguish the fire, what they've said is something along the lines of, well, it's not going to be like it's like out next year or anything like that. I fucking bet you these headphones and my bank account that's coming out next year <laughs> that's a lot of dollar ladies and gentlemen it's my monzo slimming world bank account which i quit two years ago it has 10 pounds on it but i bet you 10 pounds <laughs> i bet you i will eat my hat if it comes out this year but i just think it's so fucking rich from cd project to be like it's not, it's not it'll be fine it's gonna be it's gonna be fine actually it's it's not as bad as, as other people are saying it's as bad as no it is you fucked it you fucked it again haven't you like you've got oh, big God. ambitions you've got big dreams it's not gonna happen do you remember before cyberpunk came out <laughs> cd project red were like the darlings of the industry they were the, like yeah they were like, they can't do anything wrong. They gave all their DLC for free when Witcher was a bit dodgy at the yeah. first. They got this amazing cyberpunk they were like coming the game out. Game industry sweethearts. Yeah. <laughs> they got they had Keanu Reeves, man, as the figurehead yeah. for a moment. Like they had everything. And now yeah. everyone's like, fuck you. <laughs> like CD Project is just in its villain era. And it's not, it doesn't want to yeah. be, but it is. You are in your villain era. And the thing is as well, it just it feels like they constantly don't learn from their mistakes. They are the true definition. They are, yeah. We either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. They're like Othello in the gaming industry. It's just it's just painful at this point. Like, I'm so bored. Like, so now I'll definitely be jumping into the Witcher because by this point I'll be I'll be PS6 by the time we get the Witcher back. <laughs> and that's the thing as well, Ross. You make a really good point. They've not even finished cyberpunk people are still having issues with cyberpunk i've got cyberpunk ready to go for my next and i have been asking people and there have been people who i know who have now jumped into cyberpunk who have said they haven't run into any any bugs which i think is great but bullshit i just find it really fucking odd that cd project red have their fists in like four pies Eat one pie at a fucking time, you fatties. Like, you're not eating the pie well enough. It's going all over you. It's, it's all over the fucking floor. Stop. Pick a pie. Yeah. Bake it properly. Eat it properly. Yeah. I think, in answer to that, I think I think now is the right time to maybe to jump into Cyberpunk if you're playing it on a PS5 or an yes. Xbox Series X. Um, absolutely, without question, because it it hasn't been as good as it has until right now. Yeah, it's probably the best it has been right yeah. now. It, the best it can it's be right now. Still not perfect by any means. Um, but like I said, this game is absolutely freaking enormous. And you know, 
that the game's ambition is its downfall. Yeah, and that's that's CD Projekt Red all over. Their ambition is their downfall. <laughs> like, but they just need to be. They need to learn from their mistakes. Be open and honest. Don't don't make shitey sweeping comments like well, it's not going to be like it's like out next year or anything because you're going to have egg on your face again a big old scrambled egg when you have to say if it comes out like end of year this year it's like sorry man i'm fucking running around hogwarts yeah sorry pal yeah. i knew the witch came out ages ago we're not jumping into it again <laughs> oh man i'm going to hogsby motherfuckers sorry guys yeah. that's, what's, that's what's going on but something's wrong with it, and they're not admitting to it. Summer is desperately wrong for them to take it off someone else's hands and be like, yeah, we need to fix this shit. Yeah, yeah. And it says a lot that CD Projekt Red have noticed how bad it is because that's not something they do very well. Exactly, exactly. For <laughs> them to be like, yeah, do you know what? We, we can't put this out. No. We can put like, out the PS4 Geralt and Xbox One versions Geralt has a giant house out. through his head. Yeah, like, yeah. that's what's going to happen. Is like, Geralt's just walking around with a house through his head. Like, mm. like his house is probably like a church spire right now. And they're like, well, well we, could, we could put it out like this. <laughs> I guess two people will notice that out of millions. So just put it out. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Maybe their quality control is getting a little like, better. Maybe Yennefer's a dragon now. And they're like, fuck, how do we turn her back? <laughs> I'd be down for that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, God. I bet she is a dragon. Anyway. Um... <laughs> oh, you really miss Zoe. Like, anyway. <laughs> get my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. So, right. Your wife? When did you get married? Oh, like yeah, weeks ago. It do- the joke doesn't work if I say girlfriend, okay? <laughs> Keep your wife's name out your phone. Okay. I, yeah, yeah. A lot has come out since then. Oh, poor Will Smith. He needs a divorce, Jada. Jesus Christ, that woman is a liability. Anyway, <laughs> let's talk about Portal. Um, because this is a game that we don't talk about nearly enough on this podcast, and I absolutely adore it. Um, and the portal writer has said he wants to start Portal 3 because he's not getting any younger. Guess who wrote this at VDC? Chris Scullion, once again. The co-writer of the Portal games has said he wants Valve to start work on a third game in the series. Speaking on the Kiwi Talks podcast, Eric Walpaw. Walpaw? Okay, help me out here. W-O-L-P-A-W. How do you say that? Walpaw. Walpaw. Yeah. Walpaw. Yeah. That's what I'm right. with. Let's go. Walpaw! Walpaw! <laughs> Uh, Eric Wapow, who co-wrote Portal and Portal 2, as well as Psychonauts, Half-Life 2, Left 4 Dead, and Half-Life Alex. Jesus Christ. Ended the show by saying, we've got to start Portal 3. That's my message to whoever. He added, I'm not getting any younger. We are reaching the point where it's crazy to think there's literally going to be too old to rock on Portal 3. So we should just do it. However, Wapow also theorized earlier in the podcast that it may not be easy to get a new Portal game off the ground, despite its history writing for Valve. When I asked if he'd like to make a third game, he replied, oh yeah, I'd love to. I'd work on another portal in a second, but I can't make it happen by myself. I would, I could advocate for it. It might help a little bit, but the problem is 300, po- 300 employees at Valve, and I don't know exactly the breakdown, how many of them are on the production side versus Steam business side versus legal versus whatever. So there's a lot of opportunity costs taking 75 people and trying to get a game made. As much as it seems like Valve often is, just a bunch of people sitting around, sipping gin and tonics by a pool, everybody's working. Um, and so, yeah, that pretty much is what Valve is nowadays, just swimming in that Steam Deck money. Um, but, yeah, um, Kat, have you played Portal? Would you be up for a third in the series? Um, I've not played Portal, but I do. I know of Portal. But I know that the Switch has a port coming. Of It's called, like, the Companion series, and it's one and two. So I'm interested 
and potentially jumping into that because I think that would be a good a good way to to kind of catch up. You must. You absolutely must. Yeah, it is a big game. Like just like The Wolf of Wall Street, it's an iconic film. This is an iconic game I have not played. <laughs> like I get the jokes. Yeah, <laughs> I'd argue that Portal Two is probably in my top ten of all time. Nice. Like it's a masterful game, and yeah. yeah, a third one I'll be well up for that. But again, Steam are like meh. Valve are like they don't really make games anymore. <laughs> it's kind of like just sl- sip, sipping gin and juice. <laughs> They're just swimming in money, so why bother? Um, Miles, have you played Paul? Paul one and two? Yep, I played both of them. Uh, I don't think I finished either of them actually. I think I was playing them. I did. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're just farter than me. I couldn't hack the puzzle. No, I'm kidding. Um, I played it on my friends at Xbox at the time, so I think they had the orange box, and I played a lot of TM Fortress 2 and uh portal in it um they're just like you said just really masterfully designed like everything valve do actually make as a game is like phenomenally crafted whether it's half-life whether it is left for dead whether it is portal like when they actually put their hands to making a good game they do make a good game they just never decide to do it i don't think we're ever going to get it unfortunately because they just don't want to do threes trilogies for any of their series at all which is just saddening but i guess with half-life alex you know when that rolled around that was quite a surprise so Maybe they are thinking about, you know, doing something or other as a project. And it'd be nice to, I think, get more Portal. It's one of those games where it kind of went beyond the reach of what it should have been able to. Like, it's a puzzler. It's it's not supposed to be that popular and iconic. And yet, somehow, they made something really phenomenal with it. And I remember watching, like, this, uh, one of the YouTubers that I follow quite a lot of, like, they did, like, this massive breakdown of, like, all the underlying meanings of, like, the world of Portal and what it all was and how it all worked. And I was like... What the fuck? I just couldn't even get past the stupid puzzles when I was a kid. Like, I didn't know there was an actual story behind everything behind the whole place. Like, so I think it's a world that, you know, it makes sense to go back to if they can do it justice. I, I do wonder if maybe they don't keep going with the franchises because they know that the ideas maybe aren't quite there for what to recapture, you know, the magic that it had. And sometimes there is too much of a good thing. And maybe Valve know that better than anyone of maybe we should just quit while we're ahead and we've got these phenomenal titles in our backlog and you know, we can sit on that and yeah, but I think it would be good to have it back. I think Portal's one of those franchises that deserves more time. Yeah, I would be so, so down for a Portal 3. Mm. Um, it's one of those puzzle games that I was genuinely proud of myself when I finished it. <laughs> like when I, when, when I beat 2, when I escaped um, GLaDOS, I was like, holy crap, I did it. Freaking did it. I freaking did it. I was so proud of myself because the puzzles get so complicated. They get intense, don't they? Like it gets really scary, and it's like, I'm never gonna beat this. I'm gonna be stuck in here forever and ever and ever. Um, and then when I finally finished it and like when the, the the end credit song started, I was just yeah, it was a real sense of accomplishment, and I'd love mm-hmm. to feel that again. Um, whether or not I've got the brain power anymore to actually do it, because I was like in my early twenties, I think, when I finished it. I must have been. Um, but it was yeah, it was such a moment, and I loved it. I really loved it. So more portal, please. Valve, please. please. I'm not that fussed. I'm not that fussed about Half-Life Three. Just make Portal Three. Thank you very much. Who would you want to voice the uh, the new machine robot, whatever you want to call it? Who would you want to be the new one? Um, I'm quite happy with who they've got. To be honest, I think they yeah. they just stick to it. Stephen Merchant, <laughs> Stephen Merchant was amazing as um, he was. He was great. As blah, blah, blah. God, it's been that long now. I can't even remember who he played. But oh, yeah. Was. Um, Stephen Merchant yeah. brought that Stephen Merchantness to it, and it was uh, superb. So yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Happy with the cast. 
Unless, of course, they throw in a Troy Baker NFT and then make it all themselves. Who knows? But he's not doing it anymore, so we can no longer make jokes about it. So, yeah, that's a shame. But, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Thumbs up for more Portal here. And finally, I'm going to go to IGN, which is not something I do all that often. And I'm going to read about Hello Games. And I said, Hello Games says their new project is so ambitious, it would seem impossible, even with a 1,000-person team. What did we just say about CD Projekt Red? You know what I mean? Why do these companies, (laughs) like... Okay, we'll get to it. Okay, we'll get to it. Let's go. Uh, Written by the one and only Ryan Dinsdale. Hello Games' new project would feel impossible to create even with 1,000 people behind it, the the developer has said. Speaking to IGN, studio co-founder and managing director Sean Murray. Is he still there? Wow, that's amazing. I honestly thought that guy had a nervous breakdown and didn't come back to games. I I don't know why I thought that, but I I just assumed that happened. Um, Sean Murray said that while it's not a sequel to No Man's Sky, the new game is just as ambitious. He said, for a while now, we've been working on something pretty ambitious in the background. It's a small team, but we like it that way. Similar to No Man's Sky, it's the kind of project that even if we had a thousand people working on it, it would still seem impossible. The game is in very early development as of September last year, but Murray reassured that while No Man's Sky is still receiving regular updates and isn't finished by a long shot, Jesus Christ, the two games aren't impacting each other's development. He said No Man's Sky is not being held back by the next project, but neither is the new thing being slowed by No Man's Sky. We're lucky enough to be able to allow folks to move freely to work on what excites them. Nothing else is known about this new project, and this will likely be the case for a while. As Murray previously said that we've learned our lesson on talking about games too early after No Man's Sky's controversial pre-release. Right then, so where are we with Hello Games? Either of you guys played No Man's Sky? Did you stick with No Man's Sky? Tried it three times. Yeah, how did they go? Not very well. Oh dear. <laughs> I got about uh first time around, I think I played about four or five hours, but it was still in that state where there just wasn't anything to do. You landed on a planet, you siphoned some shit, you ran out of ammo, you'd have to go somewhere else to siphon other stuff to get ammo. And I just was like, This is crap, I'm not playing this. And then I went back to it very briefly when it got the big update. Was it the was it Atlas or New Frontiers or whatever the free one was, the huge one that was like a complete revamp and overhaul. Um and I played a couple of hours of it then, and it was better, but there were just other games I wanted to play, so I didn't stick with it. And every now and then I watch trailers or like see like a new gameplay showing of what it's like now. Like it looks fucking cool now. Like genuinely looks really cool. But hearing you read through this article is just painful. Like mm-hmm. I don't understand why Sean Murray still says these things. Because to be fair, if you actually read up like the history of what happened in development, like this their development offices got flooded, like the like team got so much abuse and stuff. One of the things Murray did was he took all of the email boxes and he directed it all to him. So he got all of the abuse from everybody and he kept all of it away from his team. They went completely radio silent. And he said the whole idea was that they spoured their mouths too much or he had, and he acknowledged like I fucked up and he was like, we just went radio silent for like two years. Then they came out with the revamp. And to be fair, they've done so much work to rebuild a lot of that trust. And the game is genuinely phenomenal now. It's what it should have been when it released. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just <laughs> hearing that article and they're just saying like, oh, it's the work of a thousand people. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Like, <laughs> <laughs> just, just either be ambitious and just like, fair enough, get on with it. But just don't tell anyone what's going to be in it until it releases mm. or just, you know, just stop taking on such ambitious games if you know it's going to end up being a mess. Like, so I do, I think they are, I think they've learned a lot from the previous experience. I think they've learned a lot from how they've managed to rebuild trust and build a community and get 
lots of people back into No Man's Sky. And I'm just really hopeful they're going to take that forward. Unlike CDPR, who have been really cynical and really stupid and a bit shitty in how they've dealt with everything since Cyberpunk, Hello Games genuinely all knuckled down. And they're only a team, I think, when they made No Man's Sky, it was like 30 people, not even. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, for them to be able to recoup so much of what they'd lost, I think, is actually a real credit to them. And, yeah, yeah I just hope they pull it off this time. I Yeah, I, I love sean murray and hello games i think no man's sky i jump into it every time there's a big update mm. I'm, I'm just curious yeah know, i just want to <laughs> yeah. see what they've done and there was one of them i can't remember the name of it but they added like building and they added like you can build your own um that was the atlas one because that's when i houses and back stuff in. and like homes and stuff and locations on the planet so i'm like that's really cool mm. that's freaking awesome and i love the idea of no man's sky mm-hmm. but it's like you can go to planets that no one else goes to it's like great but they all kind of look the same and there's not really a lot going on in any of them. It doesn't matter if they're if I'm the only one that's seen it. There's nothing to see, <laughs> you know. And that, <laughs> yeah. that that was always my initial problem with with it. But you know, Sean Murray, that dude was on like US talk shows, like late night talk yeah. shows, like Fallon and stuff, like talking about No Man's Sky. That just doesn't happen to the game game industry yeah. people, you know. And Sony did that a bit to him, didn't they? Like they kind of forced like all the hype and the press onto it. And so I yeah. think he was almost kind of thrust into it a little bit too. Yeah, I mean, you'll never see Herman Holst on Kimmel talking about Horizon Zero Dawn. You know, <laughs> no. it's not going to happen. And so the whole the whirlwind of that was insane, and of course that built the hype. And I, I'm, I'm amazed he didn't go crazy. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> to to keep the level head that he did, and to now go the No Man's Sky that you see now is division that we have. It's like that's amazing. And mm. you know, it's not something I'm hugely into anymore, but it has a core audience without yeah. a doubt. And people have stuck with it, and they've gone, "This is this is awesome." Um, it was way back in the PS Gamer days. Me, Sean, and Paul um, did a live stream, but we all did it from different perspectives. We all started the game, and like the first two hours, and we all had completely different experiences. All right. right? And um, I, I chopped the videos together, and we just sort of like made a video about the first two hours, and every single one was different. And it's like you, you see the potential of what it was mm. so early on. But yeah, like you said, it's like go there, shoot a thing, get some resources. Um, Get some fuel for your ship, and there you go. That's the game. (laughs) And the and the inventory management was so shit when it first launched. Like Mm. you couldn't carry anything. Like by the time you'd got like enough fuel to do something, you couldn't carry anything else. Oh, like it's a waste of time. The thing that still bugs me about it is the um the this planet is too warm for you, or this planet is too cold (laughs) for you. It's like don't do that. Get rid of that. Let me just play. I want this is a survival game. Let it go. (laughs) I just want to run around, Sean Murray. My God's sake. Let me run around. Um, Kat, did you ever jump into No Man's Sky? I didn't, but I did see somebody play it. Um, and yeah, it, it's like I said, it, like you guys were saying, I don't think there's too much I can add. It was a, It's a great concept, but I don't know if I care about jumping from planet to 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 planet. Yeah, so, (laughs) so, yeah, so, like, I guess Mm. it's really strange that they were like, oh, this is such an ambitious project for us, so you mm -mm, can't hear anything because we've learned our lesson, and it's like, did you? Because it doesn't sound like you just did. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, you guys, you guys have put it uh, really, really well. It was, you know, they obviously, they did the... 
the whole overhaul stuff and uh, since then it's boomed hasn't it it's been incredible and it, it has really showed how much they've worked and how much the devs have you know taken the feedback on and I think that'll be great I think that'll be great for the longevity of whatever the next project is uh but I yeah. don't care for much until I, I have some information that's just like if you're gonna say like the game there's a game that's that's super super ambitious and it seems impossible I'm not gonna I'm not gonna really put my pennies into it to be honest with you. I'm not gonna be betting on it really anytime soon uh, unless I hear some more kind of fruitful information that's gonna you know tie just, me in yeah in my head all I've got is that GTA San Andreas meme of oh shit here we go again yeah oh shit here <laughs> we go again and it's like oh Sean Murray just you shouldn't have said that, man. <laughs> just, just, just tell us Uh-oh. in a few years. Tell us in a few years. Give us a trailer in a few years, and we'll get excited. Exactly. Yeah. Like it's just like it's just like I don't know. Spielberg being like, I've got a really cool film, guys. Really, really fucking cool film. It's really early on. I've only, you know, I've only just, you know, I've not really written all the scripts. Really cool film. Bit ambitious. Probably too ambitious. Probably don't have enough money for it. Oh, you'll see. You'll see in a couple of years. I'm not going to mm. care right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah. So I guess that's really all I have to say to it. Nothing, nothing too, nothing too productive or profound. I just hope the internet um just goes, all right, Sean Murray, get on with it. We'll leave you alone. <laughs> just get on with it. And we'll uh we'll, we'll see what it is. Because yeah, I'm excited. You know, what whatever it is, Sean Murray doesn't let me down, you know. The No Man's Sky at Lords wasn't great, but again, like we said, looking at it now and say whatever it is, bring it on. I'm all about that. And of course, I've got the last campfire to play. The one and only game that I want to play on Apple Arcade. So I should play that very, very soon and uh, and check that out. Uh, all right, then, let's get into our recommendations. This is where we find something throughout the week that we think that we would share with you and we think that you'd like our dear listeners slash viewers. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see if this gets online. The last one did because it was special. But we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see what Cat's face does at the end. Like, mm. should, we? should we know? I don't know. Mm. Exactly. So is that guitar behind you? Uh, yes, but it's not mine. Oh, it's uh, Miles's. Oh, of course yeah. he, of course he plays guitar. He plays Wonderwall at parties, doesn't he? That's the kind of guy he, Miles he has, is. Yeah, he plays, yeah, he plays Kumbaya, uh, yeah. Wonderwall. Um, mm. That's about it, really. The saddest okay. thing is, I can't even play those. That's how bad I am at it. <laughs> I can't even play those. I wish I could be that person, and I can't be. <laughs> I need to get a ring light. That's what I've just noticed. My face is really dark, isn't it? Yeah, I've got a ring light. Oh, my God. Look at that. God, you're such a TikToker. I love it. Well, I used to be, but this house is so small. I can't TikTok the way I don't want to talk tick, you know? Oh, man. If you can't talk tick, how can you TikTok? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) And I've, Uh, I've, like, eaten all the pies. Honestly, my... my, my jawline looks like it's been blurred out by the blur tool <laughs> right now. So I don't want to go back on TikTok. Who are you until... talking to? My jawline doesn't exist anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> I've got the beard that kind of gives it away. But... Yeah, I can't grow a beard. That you know. That That's true. Maybe I should try. Maybe I should <laughs> Just try. pray to the beard gods. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kat, what's your recommendation? <laughs> Um, my recommendation is a game. Can you believe it? Drop, oh my god! Drop the hats, guys. Fall on the floor because I am not talking about food for this recommendation this week. I am going to talk to you and recommend a game called Cat Cafe Manager. Yes, you heard it right. Cat Cafe Manager, where you manage cats in a cafe and you manage them. 
Anyway, this game come, came out on Switch on the 14th of April. I have written a review on it. It is as wholesome as you'd expect from the title. You know, cat cafes have like been a thing. And there's one in London. I, I'm pretty, pretty sure there's one in Bristol. You know, that they're becoming like just a cute little thing where you go and get coffee and you can go like, get a little sandwich or a salad and you can stroke cats and you feel happier because that's what, you know, that's what serotonin does to us. It releases endorphins and make us feel happy. Yay! Um, get that dopamine, guys. Um, <laughs> but essentially, that's exactly what it is. It's a very... But it, it's very basic so it, it's it doesn't it's not too complex it has a kind of little skill kind of goal trees to reach to be able to get more stuff for your cafe you can decorate it how you want you can basically just just run a really cool little little thing you can make it look how you want there's different types of customers so you've got to play around with the the resources because each customer will bring in a different type of resource and each resource allows you to buy a different thing so that might be food and drink recipes it might be coffee machines it might be sofas tables pictures it might be yeah it's all sorts of stuff but it's really really cool you know I had a I had a real blast with it it's a very wholesome kind of game it's not too complicated yeah, it's got a cute, kind of quite wholesome quite story. You know, she's taken over a Nan's cafe because her Nan died and she wants to do well and go back to the village and it's all very lovely. And you can customise your character, you know, and yes, you can play with the cats. Yes, you can pet every cat you adopt. Like, so, so all of the cats are like strays and you have to pet them to gain their trust. And then you can pick them. And each cat has like a different trait that it will bring to your cafe or will bring to like the other cats. So other cats might be like, a, this cat might be a disco cat and therefore it creates fun in the cafe or the cat might not need feeding or the cat might make less stress for the other cats. So you want it in your thing because otherwise you've got to play with your cat more often because your cat gets too stressed. You can feed your cat. You can you can clean the litter tray. I know that's not really a normal thing that I'd recommend, but you can clean the litter trays and you should clean the litter trays and you can feed them and then you can feed your guests and you can cook the wonderful things. Go get it because it's a cool game. It has, you know, it's not perfect. It has its little bugs, but it's, 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 it's recommendable on the whole. Well, I am sold. Yeah, and you can rename the cats. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And you can re- you can rename your um little cafe. So because I love alliterations, my cafe was called the Meow Munch Motel. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, it was Meow Munch Motel. Where it's, oh where my it's God. Love it. <laughs> Phenomenal. Uh, yeah. So that's Sweet. fine. <laughs> cafe manager. Lovely stuff. Is there there's a review of that? Isn't it up on the site? There is. There is. There's a review. Go check it out. If you want to know more, see some screenshots. Where's that website? Fingerguns.net. That one. Yes, it's yeah. a good one. Miles, your recommendation for the week? You're going to call me a nerd again. Uh, it's oh, God. Genius 2 World Domination is the strategy yeah. game. To be fair, it's very similar to Two Point, only you're like an evil genius trying to take over the world, which is pretty cool. Nothing nerdy um, about running a hospital, bro. It's got to be done. People got to, <laughs> lives have got to be saved. You know what I'm saying? People, people got to live, man. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like again, if you play kind of two point or any kind of like strategy management type game, you are an evil genius. You have to set up an evil lair to help you commit 
like do schemes and commit crimes and do all sorts of it's very cartoonish like saturday cartoon evil villain type type vibe to it uh you've got a variety of different rooms you get minions who you can just execute whenever you want to you could just order a minion to go straight to you and shoot them if you want to it's nice um and yeah you just have like across the the planet like these different factions of federal bureaus or whatever um so they start sending like agents or, like investigators or like sabotage operations into your base and you've got to spot the people and set traps and have guards and all that kind of stuff um and then eventually you get to like these like super agent people who are like obviously caricatures of like mr america who turns up and he's like star spangled banner everywhere and he starts like infecting all your people with like freedom <laughs> um and you've got to kind of like counter them and deal with them and it, it gets pretty relentless like at one point i was having like groups of investigators coming like every couple seconds and i was like what the hell um so there's like there is quite a lot of like micromanaginess to it but it is actually quite addictive and fun like a typical campaign i'm still on my first campaign i'm like 13 hours into it like it goes on for a long ass time and there's four starting islands there might be three i can't remember um so you've got three or four campaigns just to get going with from the off and each one could take i'm imagining probably about 15 hours to do um so yeah it's really cool actually uh i got it on deal but i'd say if you know if you see it for like 30 quid or less you know you could do a lot worse with your money so yeah i thought i'd give it a shout because i've actually really enjoyed my time with it when i've jumped in well, i don't believe you no one can enjoy strategy games that much <laughs> no one can be as much of a nerd as me fucking nerd <laughs> nerd nice one nice one nice one Thank you, mate. What's yours? Um, mine's a mine's a movie trailer. That's a weird thing to recommend. Oh. But if you have if you have not yet seen the trailer for Thor: Love and Thunder, I recommend you go watch it right now. I actually haven't yet because it's it is so sick. It is Taika Waititi back once again doing his Thor Ragnarok thing. It's got this big eighties vibe. Natalie Portman's there wielding Mjolnir. It's just sick. I can't think of anything else. I saw it today and it blew my mind. So go check out the trailer for Thor Love and Thunder. That's my recommendation for the week. All uh, right, then. It is time for Out This Week and Out This Week. There are going to be some video games, but I haven't loaded up the page yet because it takes freaking ages and I should have done it before it started. And going to keep going, going to keep going, going to keep going, going to keep going. Got to add some bits in the middle here to make sure that this bit is not in the podcast. Right, here we are. Here we are, here we are, here we are, here we are, here we are. Right, this week, I hope you're ready for some big old games, because Winter Ember is coming out on April the 19th on PC and PS5. April the 19th also sees War Stride Challenges coming to PC in Steam Early Access. April the 19th, are you ready? Neptunia Cross and Renkagura Ninja Wars is coming to Nintendo Switch. Stop. <laughs> oh that game is this the one you played yeah yeah it's the one i played it's yeah. garbage absolute garbage oh but it's coming out on switch so switch does good games right yeah oh, definitely yeah mm. that's the caliber of game it's getting it's it's right up there yeah absolutely uh april 20th sees postal 4 no regrets yes postal is still a series that's going on um, wait that's still a thing it's still a thing yeah it really is um, April the 20th also sees a Switch release for Star Wars The Force Unleashed um, which looks awful it looks bloody terrible, I don't know why they're doing it but it's happening, so look out for that 
Um, April the 20th also sees Glover coming to PC. You may have heard us talk about this last week. It is a super fun platformer from the N64 days where you play as a glove um, on top of a ball and you have to navigate through different puzzles and stuff. It's very fun. Um, well worth a check out on that one. Um, April 21st sees MotoGP 22 come to Xbox Series X, PC, PS5, all the goodness if you've been waiting for that one. It's not too far away now. And uh, that's about it, really. It's quite a quiet week. Um, Shinobalite is coming out on April 21st on stuff. Consoles, yeah, PS5, Xbox Series, etc., etc. And um, yeah, we are in a bit of a... Uh, Bit of a bit of a gaming releasing slump at this present moment in time, but uh, it won't last much longer, hopefully. So, if you're thinking of starting The Witcher, maybe now is the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, now is the time to uh, to check out some uh, some games that may be in your backlog. Or oh, if you want to play these games, then by all means, go play them. You know, you know, if you're, there's something that's coming out you're looking forward to that you haven't seen, then go get it. Obviously, but yeah, in terms of big releases, um, yeah, there's not much coming out. For a little while, we got the Bug Snacks DLC coming out next week. Woo! Fruit salad. I was going to say, does it have fruit salad in it? <laughs> I hope they've taken all my feedback and it's all fruit, and there'll be egg <laughs> on your face. Uh, uh, the yeah. DLC is literally called Fruit Salad DLC. Yeah, uh, it's uh, the uh, the big snacks. So there's going to be massive bugs in this one. All made of different food. It's going to be quite fun. And of course, you may have heard us talking about Nintendo Switch Sports last week. With Mr. Chris Scully, and that comes out on April 29th. Um, if you're looking for the next big release, um, so yeah, we got a bit of a slump. So, if you are in the middle of Lego Star Wars, the Skywalker Saga, and you get all the studs, now is probably the time to do it, which is what I'm doing at the present moment in time, trying to get all those stud multipliers. Oh, stud multipliers. Mm. Talking of Lego Star Wars. Um, Mars and I are going to do a very exclusive Lego Star Wars podcast this week. So keep an eye out for that. We're going to be talking everything Lego Star Wars because there's so much to talk about. And well, we got to get it off our chest. So look out for that at some point this week. I'm not 100% sure when it's going to be, but it'll be at some point this week. Uh, but until then, and that's it. Thank you all very much indeed for listening. Don't forget, if you want to follow us, you can follow us absolutely everywhere. Just go to the link tree in the description below to find us in all the places. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can at FNGRGNS. If you want to follow us individually, you did also just find our handles in the description below, except for Miles, who's smart and not on Twitter. If you really like what we do, why not follow our Patreon for $1 a month? That's about 73 pence. You can keep the podcast live on its various podcast hosting services and keep the website nice and shiny. But until next time, it is goodbye from... Clake. Bye. <laughs> I was going to be Clake or Postman Cat, but I didn't think I didn't know. Postman Any... Cat would have been amazing. Oh. Why did you not do Postman Cat? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm sorry. That was a missed opportunity. Oh, well, like your missed opportunity in the beginning, and I'm yeah, thank you. Come full circle now. <laughs> At least you didn't mess up twice, I guess. <laughs> anyway, bye all. It is goodbye from back for miles. Farewell. And it's goodbye from me. I've just realized mine is still under embargo, but I guess I can say it. That was a mistake. Roscoe Mansur, I guess. You'll hear more about that next week. Anyway, until then, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you on the other side. Bye.